Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Well, happy Resurrection Sunday. Wee! Who did that? That was, that was really impressive. Beautiful worship, guys. Band, thank you. What a great day to be in church. I mean, every Sunday is a great day to be in church. But today is Resurrection Sunday. So, woohoo. Today's the day that we, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. You know, the church was birthed around this event in history called the resurrection. It was after the resurrection of Jesus. It was this event that brought the first century believers together. And it was the resurrection of Jesus and the testimony from the eyewitnesses to that event that birthed the early church. It is his resurrection that singles out Christianity from all other religions. Because Christianity is the only religion where God conquered death. And what happened after the event, as the eyewitnesses spoke to the people around, as they shared what they had seen, people embraced the teachings of Jesus and the church continued to grow so much so that now billions of people all over the world are Christians and are following Jesus. If Christianity was birthed around the death and resurrection of Jesus, the question must be asked, why did he do it? What would make someone choose to die for someone else? Why did Jesus die on a cross for humankind? John 15 verse 13 says this, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life. Or their friends. It was love that sent him to the cross. It was love that caused him to go through the pain and the suffering on the cross, to go through the death and the resurrection. It was a relentless love. It was a love that never gives up. God has a love for every person that will never give up. I mean, Brad shared today that so beautifully. Thank you, Brad. It never gave up. Never gave up on Brad. It'll ne- never give up on you. That is the type of love that caused Jesus to die for each one of us. God loves you and I with a love that never gives up. I'm glad about that. Some days I give up. But God's love doesn't. His love for me. And this is what I'm talking about today. This love does not discriminate between People, it includes every person, no matter what's been going on in your life today. His love is reaching out and it wants to touch you. So as we look at our story today, I want to ask you, do you see yourself in either of the people that we're going to talk about? Because this love wants to touch those who have turned their back on God, who aren't interested in him. And it wants to touch those who are trying to please him by living up to a predecided 
set of rules that they think God is requiring of them. Two different types of people. And over the years, I've seen these two different types of people on different ends of the spectrum, but both needing God desperately. Our story is from Luke 15, and it's a story of two sons. One was very, very good, and the other was very, very bad. They were both lost, and they both needed a revelation of the love of God. Luke 15, let's read together. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. Probably not a good thing to do. Just a little hint there. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. You may have read this story millions of times. You may have never heard it. The first son, the younger son, wanted his inheritance because he wanted to go and live life the way he wanted to live it. A lot of people are like that, right? He didn't want to have to adhere to the rules of the house. He wanted to be his own boss. He wanted to be in charge of his own destiny. He wanted to be free. So his father gave him what he asked for and off he went. The problem, the problem is that he soon found out what he thought would be freedom was not all that it was cracked up to be. When I did a similar thing, I didn't ask my father for all the, my inheritance, but I did wander off at 16 because I wanted to be free. It wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Now, as soon as this son's inheritance ran out, as soon as the money ran out, so did his so-called friends, and he was in trouble. And one day, the Bible describes it as this. The Bible says he came to his senses. What a wonderful thing. While feeding pigs on a farm, he, he came to his senses, and he, he thought, my gosh, my life is a mess. What I need to do is go back to my father. I need to make things right between me and my father. The story goes on. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. I can't read that without getting emotional. His father, while he was still a long way off, his father, Father God, he saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. He embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned both against heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said, servants, quick, 
Bring the finest robe in the house. Put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead. Now he's returned to life. He was lost. Now he's found. So the party began. You know God loves parties? He does. He really does. Now this part of the story, it paints such a powerful picture. We see a son who's turned his back on his father, who has basically said, I don't want anything to do with you. I want what you can give me, but I don't want you. Give me the money. I'm out of here. Let me paraphrase this for some of you today. Here we have people who have turned their back on God, who have said, I don't want anything to do with you. I want to live my life my way. So I'm off. But did you notice what the father was doing as the son returned? The Bible says that while he was still a long way off, way off in the distance, maybe just a speck in the distance, is that him? Is that my son? The father saw him coming. The father saw him and he sees every single one of us. No matter where we are today, no matter what we've done today, God sees us. And despite his son turning his back on his father and rejecting him, the father's love for the son never wavered. Every single day he watched and he waited. Maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day. I'm waking up today thinking maybe today's the day I'm going to see him come back. I don't know how many days he sat or stood on the veranda waiting. And then the day finally came. And he wasn't, he wasn't willing to wait for the son to come to him. No, 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 no. As soon as he saw him coming, he ran to his son he ran, such was his love for his son that he ran out to meet him. And you know, that's not the picture that people have of Father God, but it is who he is. It is the love that never gives up, that he has for every single person, that causes him to wait longingly for every person to turn back to him. If you are far away from God today, he is waiting longingly for you. He is waiting for you to turn back to him. He is waiting and wanting to throw a party for you. But this story is not just about one son. It's about two sons. Sometimes people talk about the younger son. And they forget the fact that there's another son, the older son, the responsible son, the good son. Where do you find yourself today? The younger son was lost in his sin. He turned his back on the father. But you know, the older son, he was also lost. He was lost in his goodness. He was so proud of his goodness. He was so good. He was so faithful and he, yet, he didn't have a relationship with his father. There are so many people in the world today who think that all they have to do is live right 
and be good and do a few good deeds, keep the Ten Commandments, and that's all they need to do to be in the good books with God. And that's good to do those things. What they don't understand is that this type of thinking actually alienates them from God because they are relying on their own good deeds and their own good works to save them. And our own good works are never enough. And the oldest son, he gets really angry when the younger son comes home and his father throws him a party. Let's read it. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. How dare they have fun? He's thinking. He said, what's going on to one of the servants? Your brother's back, he was told. And your father's killed the fattened calf. We're celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out begging him, but he replied, all these years I served you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We have to celebrate this special day. For your brother was dead and he's come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. That's the heart of God right there. Celebrating every person coming back. But the older son's perspective is this. It's, I've been so good. And, and I've never disobeyed you. And I wasn't given anything. It's gotten me nowhere. I deserve a party. I, I deserve a good life. I deserve far more than you've done for me. I deserve better. My goodness should count for something. It should mean I get more points. It should mean that I'm in and he's out. My brother's been bad. He's done the wrong thing, and look how you're repaying him. It's not fair. He took your money. He wasted it. And look how you've welcomed him back. There's grace right there. Can you see that the older son is so proud of how good he's been? How he's always done the right thing. How he's never neglected a command from his father. And he probably thinks that that's all that matters. There are a lot of religious people who think just like that. But the truth is, religion isn't enough. Good deeds are not enough. If you think, I'm good and I pray, and so because of those things, God has to bless me. If you think like that, then you're trying to be your own saviour. You're saying, I don't need Jesus. I've got, it. I've, I've, I've got it sorted all by myself. I'm just going to be good. Please hear me. Being good is not bad. <laughs> it really isn't. But it will never save you. Not only that, the older son, he was angry. And he was judgmental. 
And he was mad. The reason he was unhappy and mad, and the reason that we can be like that, is if we have the the wrong idea about what this relationship with God is all about. It's not about us striving so hard to do what we think is right and good. That doesn't get us in. We must lay that down if we think like that. All we have is religion. We need to lay down religion and take up relationship. Because... If we live like the older brother, all we have is religion, and religion will not serve you. It can't. Someone needs to... Oh, are the musos around? Yes, they're back there. We have to lay that mindset down at the cross. At the cross. And accept what he's done for us. It will change our life. We have to understand that he delights in us for us. That the love that never gives up, that we saw from the Father in the person we spoke of, is the love that God has for us. It's the love that gets up every morning and waits if we have walked away from God. And it waits for us to come back. And it looks and it races out and it opens its arms and says, come, let's have a party. It's the love that finds us when we're out in the field angry, just working hard and just thinking that's what God wants from us. I just have to keep working harder to be good and good and gooder and gooder, which is not even a word. But you know what I mean? It's that love that comes out into the field and says, everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. It's that love. Two different people. One who rejected God but came back and woke up. And one that was just working, trying to work hard for God and didn't realise that those good works is not what's going to save you. It's Jesus that will save you. You may find yourself in one of those people today. If you do, Both of those sons needed to come to their senses. I'm giving you an opportunity today to see that firstly and to go, God, help me, help my heart. I'm turning back to you or I'm laying down all my striving to try and please you and I am accepting your sacrifice for me. 
So if you're here with us in the auditorium or if you're here with us online and you would like to recommit your life to Christ, just like we heard Brad talk about today, recommitting your life to Christ, or maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer that we are going to pray together. invite Christ to come into your life. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth, for dying on a cross for my sin. Forgive me for my sin. I ask you to come into my life. I choose to live for you. Thank you that today. I'm saved. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.